It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall to the St. Louis Blues 3-2, the final score in this one. Vegas has their nine-game win streak snapped here tonight against the Blues. To help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in Dan Duva, the voice of the Golden Knights. And Dan, you know, you look at this one, it it was a tough game, I think, for the Golden Knights, a little out of sync at times. And, you know, do you just chalk that up to first game back after a long road trip? Yeah, I I think that's part of it. And the Knights limited to two goals. They came in with the third best goals per game in the NHL. So, when that number is 3.80, close yeah. to four goals, and today they only get two, yeah, that's going to be part of it. But at the same time, you know, they recently beat the Jets 2-1, to one, and it's hard to ignore the miscue that Aiden Hill makes leading to the Ivan Barbashev strike um, in the second period, which tied the game, and then Ryan O'Reilly scores the go-ahead goal just 40 seconds later. I, you know, it, it's, it's hard to pin it on Aiden Hill because he was so good the rest of the game. But, you know, it's happened a few times early in his Golden Knights career where he, you know, tries to do too much. And it's it's almost as though just, just stay in your crease, do what you're supposed to do. And, <laughs> you know, when you've only played six times in 16 games, you feel like you want to be. It's, it's just mental, right? You just want to mm-hmm. be part of it. Here's the best team in the NHL. And, you know, you want to make sure that you are included and you're not just a passenger on this train, that you're instrumental. And, of course, he had won his five starts previous. The last one, though, was the first time he gave up more than two goals in the 6-4 win in Montreal. He's still top 10 in goals against average and save percentage coming into the game today. But I think that's just a slight mental miscue by Aiden Hill. And it just happens to come on a night when the rest of the group couldn't get the offense mustered up to normal levels because of the five-game, ten-day trip. So I, I think that it's a little bit of a combination of those things. And, hey, the Blues lost eight straight, and they finally snapped that. So you figure the Blues are going to be um, have their spirits lifted by that win. And, yeah. you know, I think that's part of it, too. Give the Blues some credit as well. Bennington... Uh, Early on, you know, looked like it was beatable, but he, he settled in too. You know, and it's interesting because you, you and Gary were, were talking about the Golden Knights and, and the goals against recently. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking too much into the goals against, but the, the chances generated in this game from St. Louis, I, I, I think that three goals was, was a good thing for the Golden Knights to hold St. Louis to just three because – in that second period, they had look after look after look, and it's it's a tough spot because without that miscue from Aiden Hill, we're not necessarily talking about Aiden Hill in a negative way in this game because I thought the rest of his game was really strong. Yeah, it, you're right. The The way that things sort of unfolded there, Nick Watt took the tripping minor at 11.52, and the last eight minutes of the third period, uh, excuse me, the last eight minutes of the second period, were very heavily in St. Louis's hands, even aside from those two goals, which came in the span of 40 seconds. And, um, you know, that that's perhaps the moment at which you know, everybody uh, almost collectively kind of uh, hit E on the, the your, your gas gauge there. <laughs> um, you know, they managed to rev it up and put a ton of pucks towards uh, the goaltender Bennington in the third period. 
and especially when you have the six on five attack late in the game and the Knights are really pushing. Knights ended up out shooting the Blues 22 to five in the third period, but um, couldn't score. So uh, it, it just goes to show that this team, as it has before with all the comeback wins, uh, five of them, including four in the third period, that they can come back. They just happen to not find the back of the net. Maybe they just couldn't muster that little bit extra today. And, and uh, again, the Blues managed to uh, really escape, and Jordan Bennington was everything they needed him to be. He's been very good in his time against the Knights. His, uh, his record against Vegas is now 7-1-3 and three in 12 games. And, you know, kind of the highlights, I think, for the Golden Knights in this one. Obviously, you get another goal from your third line. Paul Cotter with a, with a point. Phil Kessel with a goal. And Riley Smith continues to do the work, continues to find ways to impact the game with his third shorthanded goal of the year. Yeah, Riley's been terrific in so many ways. But that he has eight goals and six of those eight are on special teams is yeah. nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> it's great to see, of course. And that Phil Kessel... Gets goals in consecutive games. Ryan, did you know that of the eight that Phil scored last year, none of them came in consecutive games? He hadn't scored wow. goals in consecutive games since the last two games of the previous year. <laughs> uh, there's there's one for the, the stat bank. And, of course, Paul Cotter, it's the first time in his young career that he has points in consecutive games. So, you know, there, there are those things to sort through. I do agree with the, the thought of, uh, you know, Gary was kind of talking about, what do you do with the third line there? Well, you know, they, they've now been productive. You know, though Brett Howden continues to be snake-bitten, there, there were some notable shifts for Brett today, even though he didn't mark the score sheet. And Cotter and Kessel now have in consecutive games. You know, and I, I, I think that there's something to Gary's idea of, of maybe swapping Brett Howden with Nick Waugh. I know you don't really want to impact or change the fourth line for the Golden Knights, but you look at what Waugh and, and, and Cotter and Kessel were able to do uh, in those pockets where they were on the ice together on, on extended shifts. I wonder if that's something Bruce Cassidy tinkers with going into the next game or has in the back of his mind. Yeah, You know, you can tell that there was some tinkering in Bruce's mind when Howden was moved to the wing. Mm. Mike Amadio came into the lineup, and Amadio was the center for Howden and Kessel. And, you know, obviously Amadio came out of the lineup. And I wonder by just kind of moving Brett to the wing, maybe that was a way to maybe snap him into some kind of gear. Again, it's not as though Brett has played poorly. He just isn't collecting points at the yeah. same clip or anywhere near the clip that everybody else seems to be. And that's what, you know, it's one of the troubles when you've got one of the most productive teams in the league. If somebody's lagging behind, it's a little bit more noticeable. But there have been times where we've seen Brett really click. And notably last year when he was healthy, he had great offensive stretches. And uh, I suppose that he's the one guy um, of the you know, 12, 13, 14 forwards that the Knights have used this year. Uh, Lecision's only played a couple of games. And um, now obviously Amadio has played 11 today for Cotter was his sixth. But you get the idea. You know, they don't want to take Howden out, I don't think. He has appeared in all 16 games. But, you know, we're talking about it. So I guess that means that Bruce Cassidy at least is thinking about it. All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Tuesday night against San Jose? 
Well, it's nice to be home again. I'll tell you that. You know, just it's one of those questions. Just walking around the room this morning, Ryan, when yeah. uh, chatting with Bruce Cassidy, talked with Chandler Stevenson, and a few other guys, Alec Martinez. I just sort of just um, you know ask you know what time did you get into bed the other night after flying from Buffalo back to Las Vegas, and then you land, and then you got to drive home, and then once you've done that, it's you know then it's hard to get back in bed and fall asleep. And then the next question is, what time do you sleep to the next day, Bruce? <laughs> told me that he didn't really sleep on the flight home. He wanted to do some work on the computer because on the off day, which was uh, Friday, Mm -hmm. he wanted to kind of keep hockey aside. He had some family stuff and some errands and baseball for his son. So all of that in mind, uh, uh, it's one of those weird things that Bruce really hasn't had to deal with before because he's been a coach in the Eastern Conference. So uh, guys adjusting to it and... uh, fortunate that that kind of a trip does not happen all that often well dan you wouldn't tell it from the call tonight you were fantastic as always (laughs) uh thanks for jumping on here breaking this one down and we'll chat on tuesday very good thanks ryan good night that is the voice of the golden knights dan duva joining us to break down a 3-2 loss to the st louis blues we're back with more on the triple a insurance post game show presented by dollar loan center this is the vegas golden knights radio network This is the home of the Vegas Golden Knights all season long. Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. KKGK AM Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post game show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance post game show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the St. Louis Blues 3 2. The final score in this one. The Golden Knights have their nine game win streak snapped. It's their first loss since losing to Colorado here on home ice. Uh, the Golden Knights are next in action on Tuesday at 7 o'clock against San Jose. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Some big hits in this game, uh, certainly a lot of hits in this game, 32 uh, hits for the Golden Knights, 29 hits for the St. Louis Blues, but no one any worse for wear on either side, uh, Vegas or St. Louis. So you like to see that heavy, hard game for sure, uh, but no one any worse for wear uh, on the other side of it. So for the Golden Knights, I, you know, We'll go downstairs, actually, right now to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. We'll start with Danny. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce, just outside of the goals in the second period, what were they doing to kind of keep the pressure going? It seemed like whatever they wanted in front of the net, they were able to get to it tonight. Uh, I don't know. I think we didn't go up anything in the third, obviously. First period I thought was quiet for both teams. So second period, we, we had some self-inflicted um, uh, issues below our goal line, breaking pucks out, miscommunication between a goalie and D on one. And they got some life from it. This is a team that just lost eight games in a row, and now they win a game, and now they're starting to feel it a bit. They're a good hockey club, so got to give them credit too for getting to their game you know, uh, quicker than us. And that was they're good below the goal line, uh, they're good off the rush if you don't jam them at the blue line, and they were able to do both those things. And unfortunately, we didn't get to our game quick enough till it was th- you know third period. And nice to see a good push by the guys. Uh, probably deserved better in the third, but I'd say the flip side for a team like St. Louis, they had some tough luck. I know some pucks went in off their own guys lately, and you know they were finding ways to lose. Now you find a way to win, right? So. Um, 
<clears throat> for us, not good enough in the second. Took ourselves out of the game and then fought real hard to get back into it, but didn't have enough. Ken, Ken Bolke, Cinnamon, not Vegas. Penalty kill's been kind of up and down today. It was really good. Like, how'd you feel about that? It was good. I mean, they have some, some uh, dangerous people out there. They made some plays, got a few shots from the elbow that we knew we had to give up something. I don't think we give up the uh, point-blank slot shots that, uh, that are dangerous for the goaltender. So he was getting square. Um, so yeah, we did a good job, and even we outscored, you know. And you know, we we obviously did not go on the power play, and I certainly thought there was opportunities to do that. They didn't see see it the same way. That's unfortunate because I could have helped our guys get going early in the game. You're, you know, we've been on the road, and our skill guys get some touches, and it builds momentum. But as I said, they didn't see it that way, so unfortunately, we didn't get any opportunities. Jesse. Jesse Granger with The Athletic. Um, you mentioned the miscommunication between Hill and Nick on the one play. Aside from that, what did you think of, of Aiden's night? Well, it was good. I mean, the first goal beat some high and short sides. a real good shot. We're in the middle of switching coverages that we probably should have closed quicker, but I get it. Um, and at the end of the day, it's a, a good player with a good shot, but I thought he, he held us in in the second. We, we, we addressed that after the second, that we were, you know, we really hung him out to dry. Like, we put way too much emphasis on him, and uh, we weren't doing the, you know, we didn't want to do the dirty work to, to get going at the other end of the ice or or reload if we weren't successful in the forecheck. We were trying to almost, hey, if we if we get the save, we'll transition the other way, right, which is not the right way to play. When we, our guys knew it, and you know, I think some of that was just mental fatigue. They didn't want to fight through sooner. And if we had it, we might have we got points out of this game, to be honest with you. But Aiden was good, made, made a lot of high-end saves. Um, Gives a chance to win. <clears throat> Anything else for Bruce? Adam. <clears throat> Adam Hill, Las Vegas Review Journal. You talked about some of that, you know, scrapping, getting that, getting that going. Uh, we talk about that traditionally, the first game back from a road trip. Is there a way to combat that? Is it like a, a speech or something to say or just talk about it? Or how do you uh, deal with it? I, I don't know that there's anything you can say other than that, you know, the players have to almost feel like they're continuing on the, on the road, which – you know, you're. It's impossible to do. You're home with your family, and you're just. You're a little mentally fatigued, and and your mind just. You, you lose the bit of the focus of of the details of the game. I think that's what happened. We weren't. Had good energy this morning at morning skate, but pucks were still bouncing off our sticks. You're adjusting to the time change. There's just a lot that goes into it, and. Um, you you got to find a way to fight through, and and we were almost it. To be honest with you, I mean. Naber and Marshy had bang bang play there, and who knows if that goes in, we, we might be we might still be in overtime. For, you know what I mean? So I, I don't think there's an easy answer. I really don't. Or it would have been dealt with a long time ago. I think a lot of teams go through it. Um, we just got to make sure we're sharper the next time we hit the ice, and I think we will. We'll have adjusted our body clocks to be back to normal. We'll have one practice and one day of rest, and and get get back on the horse. <clears throat> Lindsay. Lindsay Brown, Lotus Broadcasting. How far do you typically want players pursuing a 1v1 from the defensive structure? Uh, well, it depends which player you're talking about. You're talking about the D, you're talking about the low forward, you're talking about the wingers. Usually the strong side forwards, wingers. Uh, wingers typically aren't going to handle a lot of one versus ones in their own end. They're there to protect the dot line from the puck to go into the middle of the ice. Um, it's the centerman in our, well, our low forward, I guess, which is typically the center. Uh, he could play it anywhere from probably the top of the circle down to the goal line. Uh, there is a handoff with the D at some point, uh, and they'll communicate that if if the center's not able to close quick enough. 
then the D will take over. So that, that's on our strong side. We have a 3-2 kind of system. Um, but usually our winger will not in engage a lot of one-on-ones. He's there to shut plays off from going into the middle of the ice um, and then protect the middle after that. So uh, not, a lot of, not a lot on his plate. It's the other two that have the majority of the responsibility, the D and the f center. We'll go over here and then we'll finish up with Ken. Matt Raftery, uh, Talk by Talk Media. Bruce, what did you notice was the biggest change between that second and third period where you guys were really generating a lot of good shots in that third? No, desperation on our on our part. We, we, we knew that we had let Hilly, you know, not played as well as we need to in front. I think this is a good group, right? They want to play for one another, and they realize, you know what, we got to go. We got to work for him. He just worked 20 minutes for us, and that's what happened. We Unfortunately, we couldn't finish. I mean, Bennington was very good. As I said, they've... They've had their share of losses, string of losses, and they wanted to win. They're a very proud hockey club, so it was going to be tough. And I think that's it. And then there's a little bit of the flip side, right? The other team probably loses. St. Louis loses a bit of their aggressiveness because they want to make sure they do all the right things to, to protect the lead. So you see that a lot when you get a lead. You, you tend to be more conservative. Um, it allowed us to get to our game again. And like I said, that's where you hope you, you break through. But it didn't happen. Okay. Being new to the Western Conference, it was your first trip east coming back. Like, did you notice anything with the time change or anything out of the ordinary that's different? I noticed my uh, family looks good in Ottawa, so I'm happy to see that. Um, nice weather in Montreal in, in November. Um, for me, no. Uh, I think it'll be the next couple days. I think us coaches were up and moving anyway. It just, you know, the players are the ones that need the physical energy, so they have to probably adjust their, their eating schedule. We're just kind of creatures of habit you know we get up and we, we watch video and um so i haven't myself personally but uh, i'm probably not the best guy to ask thanks bruce yep, thank you uh, that was bruce cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 3-2 loss to the st louis blues we're back with more on the AAA insurance post game show presented by dollar loan center this is the vegas golden knights radio network back to the vegas golden knights post game show presented by AAA insurance now here's your host ryan wallace AAA insurance post game show the vegas golden knights fall to the st louis blues three to two the final score vegas has their nine game win streak snapped tonight here at T-Mobile Arena. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. We talked about the need for a strong start tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Unfortunately, they would find themselves behind the eight ball as Brandon Saad opened the scoring midway through the first period. Callie Rosen on the right, over to the left side, Mikola. And the shot, they score! Well, Brandon Saad finds an opening and St. Louis strikes first, one nothing Blues with 10-13 to go in the first. Second goal of the year for Brandon Saad from Callie Rosen and Ryan O'Reilly at 9.47 of the first period makes it one to nothing St. Louis. After the goal, Brett Howden would be called for cross-checking, and the Golden Knights were tasked with killing off a Blues power play. Not only did they get the kill, but Riley Smith found the back of the net for his NHL-leading third shorthanded goal of the year. Bennington, I think, got a piece. Now it's another chance shorthanded. Smith scores! The third shorthanded goal of the season for Riley Smith. The Knights have tied it one and one. 
Riley Smith, his eighth of the year from Chandler Stevenson at 10.46 of the first period, tied the game at one, a shorthanded goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. So we'd head to the second period, tied at one, and the Golden Knights jumped on the Blues early in the second as Phil Kessel fooled Jordan Bennington on a long-range shot to give Vegas the lead. Kessel comes in. He scores! Phil Kessel goes in consecutive games. Puts it off the blocker of Bennington and into the into the net just inside the left post. Vegas takes a 2-1 lead. Third goal of the year for Phil Kessel from William Carlson and Paul Cotter at 2.43 of the second period made it 2-1 Vegas. From that point on, the Blues really started to pile on the pressure. They had the better of the chances, and Aiden Hill had to come up with our AAA insurance save of the game. Barbashev goes behind the Knights net, put it out in front of drive, kicked away! Point-blank save for Hill. Another shot saved by Hill. The second one from the outside on the left wing from Callie Rosen. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So as good as Aiden Hill was for the Golden Knights through the majority of the second period, he would get his signals crossed with Nick Haig, and it led to a turnover and an Ivan Barbashev game-tying goal. Blues dump it in. Hill had touched to his left. Oh, he gave it away. Puck comes out in front. They score! The Blues have tied it 2-2. Two and two. Ivan Barbashev's second of the year from Braden Shen at 16.06 of the second period tied the game at 2. And 40 seconds later, Ryan O'Reilly, the captain of the Blues, gave his team the lead. Josh Levo looking for his first goal as a Blue. Now it's behind. Another try. They score! Levo from the right circle fed it off to the captain O'Reilly. He jams it home from below the right circle. 3-2 St. Louis. Two quick strikes for the Blues. Third goal of the year for Ryan O'Reilly from Josh Levo and Nico Mikola at 16:46 of the second period made it 3-2 St. Louis. We go into the third period. The Golden Knights would really pile it on in the third period, out shooting the Blues 22-5. But Jordan Binnington came up with some big-time saves. The Blues collapsed in front of Jordan Binnington, and all that was left in this one was the final call. One to the outside, Stone. The wall and Eichel to the middle. One-timer, it's blocked. Goes to the corner, and the game is over. The St. Louis Blues defeat the Golden Knights 3-2, and the Knights' win streak halted at 9. The Blues get the win, 3-2 over the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 13-3-0 on the year, 26 points for the Vegas Golden Knights in their first 16 games. Our next in action on Tuesday at 7 o'clock right here at T-Mobile Arena against the San Jose Sharks. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Golden Knights fall to the St. Louis Blues 3-2. The final score in this one, Vegas 13-3-0, 26 points on the year. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. It was an interesting first period. There really wasn't much going on on either side of the ledger. I thought St. Louis was 
fine. I thought the Golden Knights were okay. Everything was mostly to the outside on both sides of the ice. Uh, and then the second period, it was it was interesting, right? Because the Golden Knights score a goal early on in the second period. You think that maybe that gives them a little bit of juice. Maybe that kind of kicks them into gear. But I think, as we mentioned in the pregame show, at some point tonight, based on coming back home after a long road trip, uh, the legs were going to go, and they went for the Golden Knights in the second period. The Blues were dominant in that second period and probably could have had more like three or four goals legitimately based on the chances that they were getting. But Aiden Hill, even though he had the gaffe in the second period that led to the game-tying goal, and then you know it's a bit of a lapse of, of, of everything for the Golden Knights 40 seconds later on Ryan O'Reilly, um, you know, it's unfortunate because I thought Aiden Hill played strong in that second period. I thought he was good. It's just you're going to remember the the play that leads directly to the game tying goal, and then obviously 40 seconds later, Ryan O'Reilly makes a nice play. He gets the the, the game winning goal for the Blues. And even though the Golden Knights pushed and they pushed hard, and you like to see that in the third period, they just come up one shot short, one opportunity that just did not fall that has fallen for the Golden Knights wasn't there tonight against St. Louis. Sometimes that's what happens. It is what it is. You regroup and you look toward the next game, which is Tuesday at 7 o'clock right here at T-Mobile Arena against the San Jose Sharks. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The extended post game show is next. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the St. Louis Blues 3-2. We haven't had to do this much this year. It's game number 16 just the third loss this season for the Vegas Golden Knights. 13-3-0 had their nine-game win streak snapped against the Blues. Jordan Binnington uh, was pretty good there in the third period. I, I thought that the Phil Castle goal on Binnington was, was a shaky one, probably one uh, you shouldn't give up. But from that point forward, I thought Jordan Binnington was really, really good. And Aiden Hill, I think, is probably going to be something we talk about here on the, the extended postgame show. I thought he was good in the second period. I, I know. Listen, I know that the turnover behind the net looks bad. I, I think that there's times where if you're a goaltender playing more or less backup minutes, uh, you're trying to involve yourself in the game as much as possible. Um, you want to do something. You want to play the puck. You want to be able to lead to a breakout or whatever it is. I think it was a situation where you, you just get the signals crossed between Nick Haig and Aiden Hill. I, I think... Both guys had an idea of what the other was going to do. It didn't work out that way. Signals were crossed, and it turned into a, a, a bit of desperation. And unfortunately, that's the lasting memory you're going to have of the second period, despite the fact that Aiden Hill made some really big saves to keep the Golden Knights in it. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Um, we want to get to your phone calls. We want to... Uh, get to your opinions on a Golden Knights team. Again, 13-3-0, you're not going to win a ton. You're not going to win every game. You're not going to win every night. Even though the Golden Knights were able to string together nine consecutive wins, you're not going to have those moments where uh, you, you just run the table here. It's the NHL. There's too much variability, too much 
chance at involved, and you got to give the Blues a lot of credit. I mean, I look at this game, I think that – you know, for St. Louis, there were certainly pockets where the Golden Knights were the better team. Third period comes to mind for me, um, but the second period was really the period where the Golden Knights kind of, where the the Golden Knights were were hemmed in their own zone. The St. Louis Blues took over. Um, I, I, you know, it's interesting because we talk a lot, right, about this first game after a road trip. We talk a lot about how it's hard to adjust the body clock, and I said it in the pregame show, and you saw it in the second period. At some point, the legs were going to go for the Golden Knights. It went in the second period, and you were this close, three and a half minutes away from getting out of it and being on the right side of it, and it just didn't work out that way for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340. I want to hear from you. Still a first-place team here in the Pacific Division. This loss doesn't change much in my opinion. I wonder if it changes anything in yours. 702-876-1340. Set out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, you said it best, my friend. It is what it is. You just don't win every single game. Yeah. I think we all knew that we were either going to go into Edmonton next Saturday at, at 16-2, and two, or we were going to stumble against the Blues. One of the two was likely, let's put it that way, to happen. Now what's imperative is that you don't make this a habit and lose to teams like San Jose and Arizona, obviously. I mean, you must feel the same way. Yeah, I do. I I don't know. Like, I know that the Blues are are in tough right now in the standings, but like, I I don't view St. Louis the same way that I would a San Jose or an Arizona. And you know, I just think that you you can't have losing streaks linger, right? Like, you don't want to turn this into a losing streak. You want to get right back on the horse against San Jose, an organization, a team that the Golden Knights have largely dominated. You just want to get right back to your game. Like, you want to chalk this one up to a lot of different factors, the the, the difficulty of coming back off the road and, and having your game. And you know what? I expect the Golden Knights to be much better on Tuesday against San Jose. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be a shark right now, or a fan of them at least. But the the other thing, and I'll I'll try to match Rita here in bold predictions. I predict that the Blues will play the Knights for the Campbell Cup in May. What do you think of that one? Wow. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one, Mike. I, listen, I, again, as much as I say, like I don't put the Blues in the same category as, as Arizona or San Jose. They've dug themselves a, a heck of a hole, and I, I think they can get back to where they need to. I think they can rattle off a win streak here uh, and find themselves in the playoffs. But, again, it, it's going to be a tough climb for the St. Louis Blues. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see where we're at in uh, in May, it would be, I, w- I would imagine. So we'll, Yeah, we'll see but the only at. time they can meet in postseason is against each other for the Campbell Cup. But that's a bold one that we'll put in the file for later. Uh, are you worried at all about the penalty kill? We're twenty seventh in the league. Uh, no, not. To, I mean, certainly not tonight, right? Like they they kill off four penalties tonight and get a shorthanded goal. And you've got Riley Smith leading the league right now in shorthanded goals with three on the year. I I think that it can certainly be more consistent and come through for you. But on a night where they where they are excellent, I I, I don't have any concerns and, and thought they played well tonight. Fair enough. On to, on to the, the winning streak again and against San Jose and Arizona. That's all you can say. All right, there it is. Thanks for the call, Mike. 702-876-1340. It's your post-game show. I want to hear from you. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, not good. I don't <laughs> like to lose at yeah. all. 
Yeah, I and get I it. know we have to sometimes, just not now. But it's time to hit another win streak. We can do it. I was looking at the games coming up. Mm-hmm. We need to get right back in there because this losing stuff, I don't know how to take it. I mean, I I can't deal with it. I haven't dealt with it for, what, 10 games? <laughs> you know, this, I'm speaking for everyone when I say, and I know the coach said this much nicer, but we all know what he meant. Would have been damn nice if the refs decided they'd give us a penalty when one went against us, you know. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Rita, and, and I, I mentioned it at the time. I, I thought the penalty in the third period to Chandler Stevenson uh, was ridiculous. It just frankly, it was ridiculous. He's trying to go one-on-one with Nick Letty. The puck's behind Nick Letty, so Letty gets in his way and interferes with him. I'm not really sure how you end up calling a penalty there on Chandler Stevenson, especially when you kind of talk about game management, which is a a hot-button topic when it comes to the NHL and officiating. Uh, When the Golden Knights already have two penalties in the game, St. Louis nothing, I really don't understand the the thought process to to go – against Chandler Stevenson there and I agree with Bruce Cassidy like you you kind of wanted your 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 offensive players your your best players to get some touches on the power play settle into the game a little bit it, it took it didn't give it didn't give that opportunity for the Golden Knights and I don't know maybe the St. Louis Blues they're just the cleanest team in the league I, that's that's what you're left oh, with we know better than that we played <laughs> them enough yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but I'm right there with you I, I would have liked to have seen a couple of power plays I certainly think there were enough plays within the game where there should have been penalties called on St. Louis, but you know, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. Okay, I'm going to make a wishing forecast. We'll just oh. hope on this one. I say we start another streak, and we hit our 10 games in a row this time. Anyway, you have a good night, Ryan. Alright, thanks so much, Rita. So you're predicting a 10-game win streak coming up for the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I like it. I, I think that you know, we've seen We've seen a lot from this team so far this year. I don't see why they can't go on another run. Thanks for the call, Rita. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So a um, couple things I want to point out is that even though it is a loss, it's still only a one-goal loss, and they had life and didn't go away quietly. Um and the Bruins, who have only two losses, have lost to Ottawa, who's one single standings point above the Blues. Mm-hmm. So good teams can lose to – Maddie, I don't really want to say bad teams because they're all NHL-quality teams, right? Mm-hmm. Every team can beat another team. So even though they're lower in the standings, you have to get up and play those games. And we had essentially a bad minute – from Aiden Hill that completely flipped this game. I am by no means ready to take pitchforks to Aiden Hill. It happens, mm-hmm. especially when it happens with a goalie. It seems like a bigger mistake than when it happens to a player because, of course, they're the one that lets in the goal. But we've had worse goals allowed on major gaffes than in a season, you know, at the beginning, in a goal game at the beginning of the season. So, you know, it, it happens. It's going to happen. Um, one of the things I did like was, of course, the power power kill was great today. Yeah. And then uh, Kessel getting on the board again. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that, that's good stuff for the for the Golden Knights, and thanks for the call, Stephanie. I, I think Phil Kessel starting to cook a little bit is is a good thing, obviously for Vegas. I like the makeup of that line with with Paul Cotter on the wing, and you've got Brett Howden down the middle, and and Phil Kessel. Um, I wonder if there's a tweak there, and and Gary Lawless has talked about. It. I think that this is one that that seems really obvious. I wonder if it's a direction Bruce Cassidy ends up going. But Brett Howden played his most productive and best hockey last year between Will Carrier and Keegan Colasar. Nick Waugh, I believe, can have something going chemistry-wise, skill-wise, with Phil Kessel and Paul Cotter. I wonder if we see a switch there with those center icemen going into the next game or if we see it at some point this season. Just something to keep an eye on. 702-876-1340 is the number. It's your post-game show. I want to hear from you. We're back with more on Fox Sports Las Vegas. On the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 3-2 the final score, the St. Louis Blues defeat the Vegas Golden Knights, halt their nine-game win streak. 13-3-0, 26 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. Does this loss change anything for you? That's kind of the big question that I want to know. So give me a call if you have never called the show, now's the time. Dial in. I don't bite, I swear. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Darren. Hey, Darren, how you doing? Yeah, doing well, Ryan. Thanks for taking my call. Um, right off the bat, now, of course, this loss doesn't doesn't change anything, right? Yeah. We uh, just came off a nine-game winning streak, tough spot, uh, one day removed from a, from a, a five-game road trip over ten days. So, no, uh, my, <laughs> I need. I desperately am seeking your feedback on something that's that that drives me and and a good friend of mine who's uh, relatively high up in the sports betting industry uh, in Vegas. So uh, he's very learned. Drives us both nuts. So we can't figure it out. Goalies. I I don't understand why a goalie should even play the puck. Like, what is so? We all remember the the you know the flower half, right? Uh, mm. Obviously, uh, Aiden tonight with that uh, the miscommunication, which led to a goal. Like, what's the the risk reward benefit? The risk seems to disproportionately outweigh any benefit. Like, what what what's the like? What's the story? Where was the time where you said, "Man, thank God he that goalie played that puck"? Because I I don't know what would have happened if he didn't. I, I'm just I'm curious as to why 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 even do it, especially when you have. Uh, the other team bearing down on on your back. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm just interested to get your feedback because I've never had a good answer to this. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the reason why you have goaltenders go out and play the puck, especially when you know you got teams that are dumping pucks in, trying to rim it around, is you're acting like a third defenseman back there. If you're the goaltender, you're already in the zone. If you can get out there and you're good at it, you can cut off that play, make a good first pass to your defenseman, and all of a sudden you break the forecheck of the opposition, and you're able to navigate out of your own zone and usually get through the neutral zone with a little bit of ease. So uh, the reasoning for playing a puck if you're a goaltender is you want to get to and cut that play off so that you can get the puck in the hands of your defenseman and get out of the out of your own zone a little bit quicker. Um, there are some goaltenders that are really good at it. There are some goaltenders that are not as good at it. I think Aiden Hill does play the puck well, but I think that what you were seeing tonight was just him trying to do a little bit too much. And when you have goaltenders that are trying to do a little bit too much, outside the confines of their net, that's usually when things go wrong, and it went wrong tonight for the Golden Knights. But ordinarily speaking, uh, 
you do want to make those plays if you're a goalie. You do want to cut those plays off because it gives your defenseman a better opportunity at, at beating the forecheck and getting out of your own zone. So uh, I guess on my first point about the, the disproportionate risk versus reward, uh, you you don't find that agreeable, right? So your your stance would be, no, you know, I, I think it's even 50-50 even risk-reward ratio to, to just play, so you might as well play the puck. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends on on who's playing, like who's in net, right? Like, I, I think that for for Aiden, there are touches that make sense. I think this was more uh, a just a miscommunication between Aiden Hill and Nick Haig. I think Aiden Hill touched the puck to to let Nick Haig pick it up and wheel around the net, and it just didn't happen. He peeled off. So um, I, I don't know that this was a a bad touch. I think it was just a miscommunication between the two parties. Okay, fair enough. Well, I appreciate you taking my call, right? Yeah, absolutely, Darren. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. Um, I, it's interesting with goaltenders, right? Because, like, the the game of hockey changed with Martin Brodeur. The trapezoid exists because Marty Brodeur was such a good puck handler. He legitimately was a third defenseman back there, and he was able to cut off plays and help his New Jersey Devils teams just get out of their own zone. They never, def- they, they, they were just out because Marty Brodeur was such a good puck handler. Uh, it's an interesting debate. I think it's a worthy debate for sure. Um, I trust in the goaltenders to, to do what they need to do in touching the puck within the system. There are times where I'll look at the TV and I'll say, get back in there. Get back in there, or I'll look at a game live and I'll say, get back in the net. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes, I would say more often than not, it's just kind of one of those plays that happens 20, 30, 40 times a game. Like, next time you watch a game, just view as much as you can how often goaltenders come out of their crease and touch the puck behind their net. It's way more than you think it is. It only becomes magnified when there is a mistake that leads to a goal, and it's a costly one like tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-2 the final. St. Louis Blues defeat the Vegas Golden Knights, halting the Golden Knights' nine-game win streak. And for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's only the third time this season in 16 games that they have been on the wrong side of the ledger. Ironically enough, all three losses coming by a score of 3-2. to two. So for the Golden Knights, they're right there, right there. Could have had some points, I think, in this one. It just, just an opportunity. Uh, weren't able to convert in the third period. I thought the Golden Knights' third period was fantastic. Unfortunately, it was the second period that did them in. We talked about it. They were going to lose their legs at some point. It happened in the second period. Aiden Hill was really good, but a miscommunication between Hill and Nick Haig led to the game-tying goal. And then 40 seconds later, Ryan O'Reilly made an impact, and that was really everything you need to know about this game for the golden knights it's back to the drawing board and they have a familiar opponent to do that against it's tuesday seven o'clock here at t-mobile arena against san jose that's going to do it for me here on the extended post game show thanks to jed donaldson for making sure everything sounds great down here thanks to bob machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air and thanks to you our listeners and our callers it's your post game show it's not as much fun without your input. Until Tuesday night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.